Hello and welcome to Season 1, the podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend TV shows that only aired one season. My name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. And this week on Season 1, we watched The Winchesters. Uh, Presley, after the intro, would you mind telling us a bit about the show? The Winchesters is a canceled prequel series to the long-running drama Supernatural, which aired for 15 seasons on the CW. The show follows John Winchester, played by Drake Rogers, as he returns from the Vietnam War as a veteran to his hometown of Lawrence, Kansas. Following the fateful letter that John mysteriously received from his father, who has been gone or missing for the majority of his life, he meets Mary Campbell, played by Meg Donnelly, who introduces him to the world of the Hunters, supernatural hunters of demons, vampires, and other kind of uh, demonic, paranormal, supernatural presences. Along with some of Mary's fellow hunting friends, Carlos, played by Jojo Filetes, and Lata, played by Nina Kurdsid, they fight the forces of the Akrita. These are bug-like creatures that have the ability to possess people and are working to free their queen, who has been trapped by former hunters in an underground tomb. Along with tracking down the Akrita, Mary is preoccupied with finding her hunting mentor and father, who has gone missing in the search for a way to stop the Akrita after Mary had a falling out wanting to leave hunting behind. The gang stops various supernatural entities along their journey to discover the true plans of the Akrita, while Mary and John forge a relationship. Uh, this is important as they are the parents of one of the two original characters in Supernatural. That's why it's like an important prequel, and that's why it's called the Winchesters, because one of the Supernatural main characters' last name is Winchester. Eventually, the gang, with the help of some friends made along the way and Mary's father, is able to battle the Akrita Queen as she is trying to open a rift to another universe, and Mary drives a car into the Queen, killing her, but in the process is sent into the portal herself. She is rescued by one of the Supernatural characters, Dean Winchester, Mary and John's son, kind of paradoxically saving his own mother, uh, and she is returned to John. Together, the two set off to discover themselves and help fight the world of monsters lurking in the darkness. End of season. Wow. What a show. What a show. I find it so funny... I noted this on the thing, but it's Supernatural is one of the longest running television series ever made. Uh, like, did it? Is in, it over? In the, They're not yeah, recording it's over. anymore. Oh, it, yeah, know. it was over like a few years ago. Um, <laughs> but like, fifteen seasons is like pretty substantial, unless you're Law and Order. Most shows right. don't get past like seven or eight. Um, yeah. So the fact that they made it fifteen pretty successful seasons, and you know, Supernatural is still like a well-regarded series. You know, I think there are ups and downs, just like any season series, sure. but. I the mean, fact yeah. that, and then they do a prequel that is canceled after one season, I find to be <sighs> profoundly yeah. funny. Yeah, yikes! Uh, I've never, I've never seen Supernatural, but yeah, that should be noted for both of us. To, We've never, yeah, I, I've seen singular episodes like random. Oh, so you've seen you one know, I have, but just like on television, I'm like, oh, I'll watch, finish this, and it's like two thirds of the way through or whatever. Okay, well, you've seen more than I have, but I think that there must be something different about the Winchesters than Supernatural as far as the way it was shot, the way it was written, things like that. I don't know. But for for a show like Supernatural to be like well-regarded, successful for 15 whole seasons, and then we see a prequel show just flop, um, that's got to mean something. There's yeah, got to be know. some kind it of difference there. It didn't feel different from any 
thing really? that I remember from Supernatural okay. because each episode is pretty like self, you know, I'm sure they have like story arcs that last a whole season, very similar to the Akrita thing, course, but that could yeah. have been one of the biggest differences, right? Is that Supernatural, I remember being very serial, right? Where every single episode is just kind of its own thing. And there are like continuities that continue sure. and like recurring characters. Sure. Um, but like maybe that was their downfall. I don't. I mean, I'd be curious to hear from people. Maybe I'll reach out to some of my friends who love Supernatural or who have watched it a bunch to like yeah. tell inform us about this because obviously we're kind of. But like, there was no way we could watch fifteen seasons to be like caught up on the context. And I think that's the first thing I have to mention about this show. Yeah, it is such a narrow cast to only people that have watched Supernatural. And I think that's actually where it falls flat. I do not think this show is entertaining to anybody that hasn't watched Supernatural. Well. I would agree. And I was thinking about that too when I was watching it. I was like, you know, there's so much that I feel like I'm I am missing. Right. As far as what's actually happening and who is doing things because I haven't seen Supernatural. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so this is like this is meant to be the continuation for this universe for those people who are sad that yeah, supernatural, supernatural eventually was ended, over, right? right? Eventually ended. So it's, this was supposed to be their new fix, right? It's supposed to say like, okay, we know the entire story of of I think uh, what is it, Dean and and I guess uh, Sal or something. I think it's hey, their friend, his his buddy's name, his partner or whatever. I'm probably wrong. Sam, Sal, something like that. Sam sounds right. Don't be mad at me. I've never watched the show. I'm never going to. <laughs> um, but like you know, you see your original cast end their story and then there's it's kind of like for the the people who created the show where do we go from here okay well we can actually explain how this all began right and i think that's right. a viable option for a fair amount of shows i mean we've seen it before i can't think off the top of my head uh well yellowstone's doing it oh wait um, a second it's uh, okay i have a i have an amendment to what we've been talking about so i just okay. went on imdb to look at this okay so Sam and Dean are brothers. Sam. Oh. And they're both Winchesters. Or, you know, they're uh-huh. unrelated Winchesters, which wouldn't really make sense. Uh, I think um, they're probably brothers. That probably yeah, makes, I mean, it makes, makes a lot more sense. sense. Sam does not show up. I believe he is dead by the end of Supernatural. Again, well, they please both don't are. me. Yeah, they're both dead. But I think, like, there's a meme about, like, Sam dies, like, 80 times throughout the whole course of the show. Like, I remember hearing things about, like, how there's a character that perpetually keeps dying. Um, oh, it's probably Dean. It might be Dean, right? Because he's Dean like, is killed by vampires. He accepts his fate and tells fate and tells Sam a cheerful goodbye. It sounds like Dean dies a lot. Okay, maybe Dean it's Dean that dies a lot. I don't know, but I don't know. It would kind of make sense then that he's kind of a weird time traveling, like, uh, you know, helper multiverse person. Um, I think this is going to be interesting for anyone who's listened to our podcast and who has also uh, watched. Uh, supernatural because they're gonna be like god these motherfuckers are so stupid like, wow, like, it's, just, it's so easy idiots. dean obviously yeah. did this and then sam saved him through jesus powers or whatever yeah but but dean dean was killed and then sam lives out his life and dies so like a, you know like lives a life after the whole supernatural shit that's what okay. i'm reading on the, the not the imdb the wikipedia for for supernatural so yeah because dean says in this show that he went to heaven right. and then decided to not basically end his soul. Like, you know, that like there was an option to continue in heaven and he like yeah. took a different route is what he says. So he decided Anyway, to... this is not about the show anymore. This <laughs> yeah. is about us Anyways. not understanding Supernatural. And the fact that right. the show, if you've never watched Supernatural, 
is not at all for you. Like that, it's not even the star rating thing. Yeah. It's that like, yeah, every episode there's a different reference, clearly different reference to right. a show that we have not seen. And so if you have not seen it, you're just going to miss it just like we did. Yeah. I mean, it even goes down through like hunters, the men of letters, like some of the other, I think like evil factions they mention, you know, like I still don't really understand who the hunters are. Like I kind of like, obviously they just hunt monsters. That's kind of their thing, but it seems to be like stem from a group of people who, kind of like masons or something like that where like this is who we are and this is like our bloodline and we just carry that through but we didn't get any like context of what that is maybe we get that in supernatural but it certainly wasn't in this show can we just talk for a second how lame that name is the men of hunters? letters is a cool fun kind of name but just yeah, men like, of letters we're is hunters cool. it's like yeah i go hunting every weekend with my buds we we shoot deer you know it's like yeah can we be like yeah. supernatural hunters or like or like uh, demon hunters, just something fun. Some, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a lame name, and I'm sure it comes from Supernatural, right? The the yeah, name and it was lame back then it, too. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it could have been more inventive, but does is it splitting hairs to say that that the name Hunters is like bad and it should be better if there's like a deep lore and interesting story behind? If all we're of not it? okay with splitting hairs on this podcast, we need to cancel the podcast. Well, how many times? It's like can our you, whole deal. How many times can you split air? Infinity times. I guess that's probably technically true if you have the technology. Okay. Anyway, now we're really splitting hairs about splitting hairs. Okay, that was the. Point. What did you think of the show, Andrew? Broadly speaking, it it was corny, and I didn't like it. Okay. Too corny. Um, it was too corny. I think. And I didn't really watch a lot of this show either, but it gave me like a Teen Wolf vibe where it just like wasn't serious oh, and it was just stupid. That's all I know of Teen Wolf. And anybody who's watched the show and loves it, get at me. I don't really care. Um, but it just kind of like made me think of like, maybe this is what that show is like. That's what it, that like not knowing either one really. Uh, I was just like, this is, this is kind of a dumb and corny show. Yeah. Um, and well, and I, same thing probably with Supernatural, right? Like, it, I don't know. Maybe. I, I think so. Yeah. I'd be stunned if this is any, um, any different. Yeah, and I couldn't get invested in it really because I was just. I think everything. I have a problem with shows where everything is just so convenient, <laughs> and so perfect. You know what, what I mean? Like, like everything that that every monster that they killed, like half the monsters killed themselves. Because they just were like, they gave good enough therapy to this tortured soul or something. And it was just like, all right, bet. I'm out. Thanks, though. <laughs> See ya. Like, <laughs> I evaporate. And then they're yeah. like, awesome. We're so good. And it's like, there's there's like not really, even facing this queen and this faction of the Akrita or whatever that are going to like literally destroy the world didn't even feel like very much of a doom. And then they just killed her very easily by like summoning a fucking car and running her over with it. Which I learned was the original car from Supernatural that they drive right. around. I mean, I got I got that hint just because it was in all of the photos in the show. Yeah. When you see Dean and then like, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I feel like you don't have to watch the show to catch that. But then also it was like summoned by the journal or whatever. And then it was like, oh, the car is not made 
uh, of something from this world, Detroit Steel. Well, that's one of the things that they're trying to contend with for for those who chose not to watch the show. I didn't mention it, but the Akrita queen can only be killed by something not of this world. Right. Because she is not of this world. So, like, you need, like, basically, you could, you know, drop a nuke on her and it wouldn't affect her. Right. But you run her over with a car that is just from a different universe, then it kills her instantly. You know, she's not particularly challenging to kill but obviously it's challenging when you don't have something from another world but they have a mysterious journal that appears everything is convenient it's one of my notes um yeah people know yeah i write notes for the show i have literally no bullet points under good i have one bullet point under bad (laughs) um and it's just like i find it i found the show profoundly boring there was yeah there's nothing to latch on to there was no real interesting like character work or any of the things that you and i talk about enjoying so much from all these shows I think it's so easy for me to compare and contrast this to Constantine, which is fundamentally the same kind of show of like a supernatural hunter who is a mortal human just trying to like protect people. The difference being that Constantine is like a very cool, interesting character and John and Mary are both extremely milquetoast or like the most bland people, right? Like they're just, you know, they're just generic man and woman, right? Who fight people. It, it's so boring, it's true. honestly. It's true. And and I have the same, I the exact, exact same thought. I was like, there's not really a lot going on here to like keep me or, you know, that's, that's really doing happy things to my brain. It's not really processing anything because literally, like I said, everything was so convenient and everything just yeah. happened. And, you know, we're, we're about 10 minutes away from the, the, the end of the episode, okay, they're just going to like luck into the resolution. Someone's gonna just going to appear or they're just going to randomly find something that's like, oh, this one thing does it. Uh, this rare thing that kills this really rare one-of-a-kind one of monster just happened to plop into our lap. Right. Uh, and, and that was boring for me, and it goes along with like the not really having much of an adversary or much of a struggle or any adversity. There is one, but they don't have a voice or a character. Um until the final episode. Oh, right. The, the, the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, character development wise, there really wasn't anything. I think that, uh, Carlos probably had the most Absolutely. Carlos, Carlos and, and Lata had the most, the secondary characters are more interesting than the primary. Yeah. Characters. They had the most interesting development where you have, um, you know, Carlos, 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 um, <laughs> Carlos kind of goes through his, whole thing with having been in the war and goes through therapy and all that. And like, I don't know. He just becomes kind of like a, a stronger friend and opens himself up a little more. And you see him go from just being like this mean demon killing machine. And then he just kind of like, I don't know, becomes more of a human to, to the, to the yeah. audience. There's some unfortunate deals. like stereotypes that I think he falls into Fairy, problematically. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he, they at least tried to give like him some character growth and development right. and like right. care rather than just being, else, you know, a campy character that they yeah, can just exactly. poke a stereotype at. Um, and then Lata, you know, she kind of had her whole pacifist thing, and then she grew into still kind of following that, but also knowing when is the right time for violence or to like act. You know, and then her whole thing struggling with how her like nanny died and things like that. Like that was some interesting 
character development and some yeah. some revelations that we had. Past I think that, it's like cool to have a character in this team that is hunting monsters who refused to kill anything. Right? right, because no, it's like a, a, an interesting principle that plenty of people would really have, even when faced with life and death decisions. Right, like yeah, and so it it creates a much better balance to the whole team when you have this character that you know isn't really going to intervene, even when you're in a life or death position. Right, she may not be the person that kills the thing that might save your life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I I like that conflict. Yeah, me too. Um, but then you have the other side of it where you have John, who's the typical like uh you know armed forces veteran who's been through some shit who doesn't deal with his shit and i'm not like saying that that isn't overplayed or something that real people don't struggle with but in tv shows it's such a common trope for people to go oh he's been in the military he went to this war um this is our entire character He's struggling with some things and he's just repressing all of it. And that's maybe a reality for some folks because they do see and and have to experience some pretty tough shit. But that's not everybody. And it doesn't give us, yeah, especially Vietnam, but it doesn't give us, I don't know. You you don't, it doesn't in the representation of, of those folks just is so pigeonholed into that personality yeah, I feel like in in TV, and so well, and that's my problem ever, is we only give her get one example of like that trauma manifesting, right. which is like a friend of his who is like really his scared, friend, and like steps yeah. on a landmine, right? And like obviously yeah. terrible. That no need to say anything more about like the yeah. trauma that that would impart on a human right. soul. But he he uses like the writers use it as a crutch for him to. Right as a personality instead of giving him a personality they use right. this like one singular kind of action or event for to, him to be to kind of dictate a lot about this... what's going on with him yeah uh, you know and it's he's just so boring i don't know yeah. and there's and they and talk he about how ever... he has like this really bad anger issue but it's never once like shown in yeah, my opinion really... like what is what is he angry you know he just kind of like acts out and is very violent and i feel like that is what he's supposed to be as a hunter because yeah. I don't re- like they're not like everybody kept mentioning it whenever whenever people who in this universe knew who hunters were, they came across Mary and John and they were like, oh, you guys aren't like typical hunters. You have brains and you think so like he's just basically being a hunter by just killing monsters and not asking questions. Right. So. Right. That's confusing because, yeah, I don't know. But then we just don't see it. You know, he is very violent and he like lashes out, but like he's also basically still a teenager and that happens. Yeah, I think everyone's um, meant to be like 20 at, in the show. Like it's pretty a little, much 20, 21. Yeah, they're supposed like to be that, pretty young because he like, but... he, they talk about how he ran away and forged his uh, young admittance to the military. Right. Like he faked his yep. father's signature to go yep. in, I think at 17. Um, because he just wanted yeah. to get away from his hometown. And Mary was like right around the time where she would be applying for college. So it's like she just graduated from high school. Uh, speaking of Mary, you know, poor thing. Just put into hunting since she was a little kid, basically. Right. If she's been spending all this, uh, this is just like a question for the real world. If she's been spending this much time hunting and learning things and studying all of that. What level of education did she get to before she was pulled out of, like, formal school? See, I think school? the reason... Because I feel like there's no way she went through, like, all of elementary and middle school and high school 
in order to like it, but then also be a hunter 24 seven. See, I have two things, right? A, I think that she's older than you would kind of say with like, oh, just getting out of high school because of what you just said, right? I think like when she's applying for colleges, it's like to make up for lost time because she might be like, let's say 22, right? You know, and John is 24 or something like that, right? And then I also think that she is very like street smart and also like uh, voraciously knowledgeable. Like she would have taught herself all the things that she would have needed to know to get by to suit her hunting lifestyle. And I think also that's why she wants to leave, right? Is because she's tired of this being her whole life when it's not something that she particularly enjoys. She's just kind of scared of the monster under her bed when she's growing up. And so she kind of has to go along so she can get along. If that makes sense, that would be my take on it. But I don't know, maybe, maybe in supernatural, it's kind of explained the process of like how a hunter is educated and when that should happen because this is a prequel, so we have all that precedent of 15 seasons to kind of dictate it for us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that very well may be true. That might just be some some understanding we're supposed to we're supposed to have from watching the the previous series. But I don't know, it, and it's not even that big of a thing. I didn't even focus on it that much, but it just came right. to mind. I was like, well, if she spent if she spent since she was like five, right, all of her life hunting with her family. When did she go to school? <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it is a practical you question I mean. that is one of those like kind of immersion breaking questions with a lot well, of Well, that's these exactly it. Is it was yeah. more immersion breaking than it was something that I actually struggled with or had a problem with. It was just like, huh, wh- how okay. So when did she apply to college? Like it seems like they're just going from thing to thing constantly. Okay, whatever. Um yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was that was interesting too. But yeah, the characters, um, I would say Ada was an interesting enough character, but she was hardly in the show. She was like a Again, she was a secondary character, character or tertiary or whatever. Because um, yeah, she, she starts for... off by being like a bookkeeper who is possessed by right. a demon that they then rescue. And then she shows up like every second episode to like do something random that's kind of supportive to the group. She wasn't really around for like the like half of the episodes in the middle of the series yeah she like comes she, she starts like the first three and then comes back and like one episode in the middle and then like the last two yeah yeah um you can tell how excited we are from our tones <laughs> about talking about the show i don't yeah, know man i'd like at least constantine i was like engaged uh, you know and same. i make the comparison just because of how similar types of shows they are I think that Constantine yeah. leans into the scariness more because this show was not scary or suspenseful at it at a single point no. it, at any time. Whereas it, Constantine, for all of its failings, was at least did that at certain points. Like there were some yeah. messed up times, and it like like we said, if you don't have those kinds of things in a supernatural thriller drama, you need the drama to be good to supplement it, and the right. drama was essentially non-existent yeah something has to something has to be invested in and kind of cross the line of like average right like like something has to stand out in a tv series and nothing in this series did right it wasn't the characters of their development it wasn't the the emotions that are elicited by the watcher it wasn't you know how dark it was it wasn't everything was just very like on the line and on the fence and nothing really pushed any boundaries yeah um, and i think that's why it was kind of boring and felt like nothing really happened because if you look back on it a fair amount happened right they they 
traveled around like the south a bit and like killed a bunch of monsters and and met some people and investigated some things and whatever but like you watch you walk away from the show and you're like cool so i just wasted i don't know what's 45 times 14 minutes divided by 60 hours of my life right i'm not even gonna do that because it's not even worth it because i'm gonna waste even more time right um but yeah it's just like it's it's a shame because you know, obviously, not having never seen Supernatural, obviously, was success- successful, right? As we've established already, but like, it's a shame for for the you the 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 watchers who really enjoyed Supernatural and were so excited for something new, yeah, in their universe, um, to to have this have this happen. Yeah, I I genuinely wonder, like, is the drama between Dean and Sam, the the main characters in Supernatural? compelling you know because that show i think has a much shallower roster of characters and so you would either hope that their two you know brotherly sibling relationship is really strong and really fleshed out the whole series and then they have fun interactions with the other people and or the action supernatural whatever is is interesting enough to propel a lot of the parts where the drama doesn't fulfill you know the watcher i I think that also goes along with like the action and the cgi needs to be needs to feel real to like uh, to perpetuate the notion of what the show's about and boy oh boy this has some of the worst fighting and cgi we've seen in the whole in our whole run of the show that was something that i actually noted and wrote down in a note on my phone was like it was i think it was the first episode where there was like the it was like um it reminded me of like a lichen like the underworld series yeah it was the um yeah, the the loop guru, loop guru, loop guru thing. Okay. Um, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Werewolf, right now. that's but what it not. says. But it's basically a werewolf thing that like protects uh, the box that they found in the cemetery where they were trying to get rid of the demon that possessed Ada in the first episode. But um, you know, John fights this werewolf thing, and it is like for a 2022 series. Yeah. was some of the shittiest CGI I've seen. Like, 2009 Avatar is, like, leagues beyond this. Well, I don't know if that's a fair comparison because that's okay, a multi-million okay. dollar budgeted film. I would say Constantine okay, is Con- Okay, this. sure. Yeah, Con- Constantine even was better. But I'm just saying, like, with how... Like you don't even need that. I feel like you you do need obviously a sizable budget, but I don't think you need as much money to make something that looks as good as Avatar as you do now because technology is so much better. Yeah, and I and I think right. that you can also probably do it for cheaper and better with a lot more practical that you then supplement right. with with right. computer generated. Right. If that right. was a man in a werewolf costume that they then added, you know. special effects to right that that kind of immersed it better in the world that would probably looked and felt a lot better you know and then you you add on when they're fighting that every single fight sequence that's like hand-to-hand let's say they're like punching people you can see that it's like fake you can see that they're never hitting anything right and yeah stage fighting yeah stage fighting is like really hard to do compellingly right like this is a problem with like even marvel movies that have a high budget because like you need to really get close and sometimes actually do the 
the damn thing, right? Of like hitting somebody in a way, right? Even if it's not nearly as hard as you're making it look. Right. And they never, ever once do that. All the sword fights are like you handed a six-year-old a sword and told them to fight. Like they're going to hit the swords together, but it's never going to be in a way that would have actually done any damage. And then all the punches you literally can see never hit physically make contact. Yeah, you never see any of the hits land. The the like choreography of all the fights basically leaves you thinking that nobody actually knows how to fight. They're just throwing limbs at people at each other. Which because, works for like a character like John, but John's sure. also a military guy. Mary, so who has been have, raised in this, should know how to fucking yeah. handle herself. Right, exactly. But then you also have you mentioned sword fights. The last episode, there's a sword fight between John and the the Akrita Queen, I guess we'll call yep. her. And she's like some immortal old aged thing that's like been around for forever. And they're literally just like hitting swords together and she has zero technique and he basically bests her in a way. And it's like, well, he's never used a sword because he went to the military where they taught him how to use a gun. Right. And his fists. So he has no experience in this. She should have like cut him down immediately. You know what I mean? But that's kind of like a that's it's just plot armor right right but, i mean we know i mean that's another whole thing is like we know that mary and john at the bare minimum are gonna be fine throughout this yeah. whole series because yeah. they're the fucking parents of a show that ran for 15 seasons like they can't right. be killed they, their kids can't exist if they die in this series which you know i mean is okay for a prequel series it's not no, really it's what fine. it's about you can have but, suspense without that right but yeah, I mean, the choreography of the fighting, like I could tell that there was basically nothing actually hitting. There wasn't, they didn't, they didn't invest enough into it. And like all of the punch sounds and everything reminded me of like a corny, like Kung Fu movie from 30 years ago. You know what I mean? It was all, yeah, it was all like that really psh, 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 kind of like really this is us making stereotypical sound. I know. Yeah. You guys are impressed though, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just all very clearly not real right we obviously know that these people aren't actually fighting each other most of the time in a series or a tv show or whatever like movie i mean you know but like it's at least believable for the sake of the tv series this was just kind of like a bunch of limp noodles flailing around at each other well yeah and you think about like comparable shows with comparable budgets right or even things on the same network right you have a show like a, a arrow which is also on the cw right Arrow very has a lot of different fight scenes. They have like 24 episode seasons and they ran for eight seasons, right? Like they have a lot of different fights and fight choreographies and whatnot, but they do their best to make it feel like they're actually hitting each other and actually shooting arrows at one another. And it works because they invest the time and energy to make it look as real as possible. Clearly that was not done here. This feels so rushed to like, Oh, we need to, keep up the hype of supernatural let's make it let's like rush out right. a prequel right right we can't let people forget you know what i mean we can't let the the hype die you yeah know, because because how often do we see oh this show you know went away oh they're rebooting it 10 15 years later and nobody's watching because they left it behind right right so they're like yeah, oh no, we have to right. rush something out we got to catch you know keep that momentum going and and it and it failed um, um, let's let's get into our goods and bads. Give give me something good. Give me something bad. Fuck. We've talked about a lot of bad, so we need to find a good. It's our rule. We always have to find something good in a show. Because no show is without some good aspect, even the minorest of aspects.
I don't know. Um, there was a very so, long pause, which we're going to cut out, but just for the record. Uh, yeah. And I can no, go no. first if you want to think no, about no, it. No, no, no. Let the minute. listeners listen to me think. Um, <laughs> it's going to be no, really compelling. Yeah. I think I, I wasn't around during the 70s. I don't know if you know this, but but I'm only about 30, um, which puts me you know, in the early 90s as, as far as when I was born. So I was not around in the 70s. But it seemed like they did a pretty good job convincing us that it was in the seventies. Okay, by like, what standard like do you feel like Set design, costuming, like the cars, um, the way they dressed. Yeah, cars, the way they dressed. Like everyone like wearing uh, Mary's vests. And Mary's hair symbols. and makeup felt very like seventies to me. Okay, I don't know. I just think they did a really good job putting that series in the time that it was supposed to be. Okay, um, I, I think that. For all of its failures, at least that was pretty convincing to me, not being someone from the 70s. I'm sure someone who was around that, that time uh, either could, could have an opinion on whether or not that was it was actually convincing or not. But to me, as someone who's only seen shows and things of, of the 70s, right, it seemed pretty convincing, and I thought they did a pretty good job with that. It felt like um, this is not to... This is not to uh, na- like put down that you thought it was good, but it reminded me of uh, you made me scene. say something good. I know, I know. It so, reminds me of the scene in Forrest Gump where he gets back from the war and he's at the rally in Washington, and uh, it's like all of the people who are protesting the Vietnam War, like famously on the steps of the right. of the Lincoln Memorial, right? Um, and like everybody looks like they would in the seventies or the stereotypes of people in the seventies where it's very psychedelic. It's very right. uh, part of like uh, the, the uh, sexual revolution and uh, the post civil rights movement and all that stuff. Right. Um, and I think like they, you're right that it did look like that, but I think it's like a bit of a caricature of, of what, you know, it's our stereotype of what the seventies were like and not necessarily well, sure. what they genuinely were like yeah but i don't again neither of us are from the 70s so we don't really know i'm not saying that you're wrong i think that it's just a little bit more of a a, a generalization than is probably true of what was it was actually like well yeah right i mean i get what you're saying like it's not everybody all dressed like that in the 70s or exactly you know it but they have to sell it yeah right? so and they kind of have to like LSD they kind of have to do that right right but like exactly they have an episode where they do that. you know what i mean they, do. they have to yeah they have to play to the strengths of the era that they're in and they're trying to do that without making right. it like overly like he's from the vietnam war but it's not like they're constantly talking about the war and right. they're going to protest or anything it's right. just like yeah that the vietnam war was just happening like that makes sense that people would be addressing it yeah yeah, so that's my good. It, okay. it isn't even like it isn't necessarily a strong good. Obviously, it's it's kind of weak as far as an argument goes. If you're if you're trying to make an argument for why the show is amazing, but um, you know, you forced me to come up with a good, so I came up with a good. <laughs> we have to. I mean, it's like there's I know, nothing. I know. You know, unless we are at a zero, which I don't think the show deserves a zero. Spoilers on rating. I mean, y- like there's there has to be one redeeming quality to to anything right you know even zeros probably have some redeeming quality right it was so bad it made you laugh is a redeeming (laughs) quality right this doesn't have that because there's nothing funny about this show but i think it's important so tell me a bad (sighs) uh listeners reference the last 36 minutes of (laughs) recording uh well probably less than that by this point The Um, the last 30 minutes right yeah last 30 minutes of recording uh no i mean the acting was pretty poor okay um, just in general, except for, like I mentioned, the two, the two characters, Lata and Carlos, they both in moments of like 
of of those those character development moments those were right. were good where there yeah. was some good emotion they showed a lot of 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 talent and depth as actors right in those moments uh but i think overall our our leading john mary um they just kind of fell flat the mom yeah john's uh, mom was even better than than the main characters and yeah and she was fine um yeah the acting um fight choreography uh that about all that um yeah i mean i could go on and on and on but you know they just listened to us harp on it for 30 minutes so yeah um yeah what about you what's your what's your good and uh, give me one good and one bad at least yeah. Um, so, so for good, uh, it's, it's a very small thing, but I'll call it out because, uh, I've heard from some of our listeners that they appreciate it. The show, uh, was filmed in, in Georgia and they make it feel like you're in the South, like in Kansas, like in other, uh, yeah. you know, they go to various places throughout the South, uh, Texas right. and, and yeah. Louisiana, and they use the locales to their benefit to make it feel like it's not taking place in, uh, Vancouver, which most shows are filmed in or LA right. or New York, which is the other two big ones, at least in the, you know, Western yeah. hemisphere. So I, I just fair. appreciate, uh, I appreciate that they're using the location very similar to Constantine. It feels like it's in a different place. The characters act differently because they're in that different place. And I like that. I also think that while there's a lot of like stereotypes from like the seventies and Carlos is like both a meant to be a uplifting character. He is kind of problematic. I do think that the way that women in the show have agency uh, completely on their own, the whole show is actually really engaging, right? Mm. Um, John's mom is a mechanic who runs her own mechanic shop, who has raised uh, her her son alone and yep. really knows how to handle herself just as a person. And I appreciate yeah. that. She She's never treated as a damsel or, you know, anything bad. I think Mary, to, also to her credit, she is knowledgeable and she is the one that's teaching John about a lot of these things. And there's a scene where John, like, tries to tell her about engines and she kind of schools him despite the fact that John yep. grew up the the son of a mechanic right because like mary was taught these things and knows it and so i just appreciate that they like don't treat her or any of the women uh lata either as like secondary characters or characters that need to learn from the men because that's often like a trope that we see in so many of these things like and i just i just think they did that well like i think they they gave a thought and consideration to the fact that all these characters have their own personalities and skill sets that are different and unique and they don't need to, uh, you know, be reliant upon other characters to make them strong. There's growth, which I think is good, but they have their own their own thing. Plus one. That's great. Uh, any any new bads? Any new, any bads, new bads compared from the last last dis- part of the discussion? Yeah, and this goes into wow. like my mini segment. You know, I'm always bringing a new segment for us to to discuss. But this show is a fucking cliche engine, you know, Holy instead shit. of like yeah, a, a gasoline engine where you feed it, you know, gas to go, you feed this show cliches to go. And I have a fun little list of them here that I thought we could run through and you can maybe add in some others that you think are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. So one that like you've already that. mentioned, um, but every episode pretty much universally has a MacGuffin uh, that solves every problem. So, yes. oh, we have that one relic that kills that one demon that is from 1648 and it's just conveniently in this locker in our vault, right? Um, pretty much every single episode has something like that. 
Yeah, the men of letters happen to have this thing just sitting around waiting for us. Yeah. Um, the, it's very similar to that. If it isn't solved by a magical MacGuffin, the other thing is that it, there's only one way to stop the monster. They say, oh, it's the only way to kill this. It's the only way to banish it, right? And then it gets stopped by something completely different where yeah. that was like completely unrelated. Um, and you're just like, well, you told me that this was the only way to stop it. Yep. And now you're not, now you're doing a different thing. That wasn't That's like that. half the series. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, next one is a villain announcing their plans in the middle of their plans or in the middle of their takeover or whatever. Right. Um, you know, monologuing as it were. Um, there's the, I'm leaving after this mission is over, which is Mary's whole plot arc where she's like, I don't want to be a hunter. Once we find my dad, I'm gone. Um, but yep. everyone else always does that. Um, planets needing to be aligned in order to complete a magical ritual. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I was alignment. As soon it's as I said that as like the, the ultimate plan of like the queen and the Akrita, I was like, bro, are you serious? Like why every, every fucking time. I mean, I feel like the planets are always aligned because they're in a line because that's how a solar system works. But anyway. Yeah. Um, something happening at midnight. So not only do the planets need to be aligned, but it needs to happen at midnight exactly. Which yeah. again is just like, what, what is significant about midnight? <laughs> it's just the sun's on the other side of the planet. It's not special. Yeah. It, I don't know, personally. Yeah. It, uh, keep going. These are all, um, these are all ones I thought of too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, staying behind, uh, staying behind from the big fight despite being the best fighter for no reason because mary, you need to be ready for the next big one yeah right? mary is very obviously the best combatant of the team yeah. right and john when going up to this final fight is like you need to stay behind to bring our son they don't know it's their son but this this mysterious man to come and actually beat them so all of us can sacrifice ourselves for you which leads into the next ones of people trying to sacrifice themselves for their loved ones right um, those are my main ones. I have a few other, like very minor. I, one of them is just the seventies was my cliche. Cause I felt like there was a lot of like seventies <laughs> cliches of like, um, you know, like Carlos is always like, Oh, dr all drugs should be legal. Right. Like he always says yeah. like those little things about that are very clearly yeah. like in the vogue of the seventies kind of uh, yeah. nostalgia, but aren't real like things that people were saying at that time. I don't think. I think there was an argument for that, but I get what you're saying. It, it wasn't necessary. No, that's what I mean, right? It's it's just that everything is played up two notches beyond what it would have right. been like in the reality, totally. right? Because, yeah. you know, we talk about Carlos and like he's just a lot of different stereotypes and he's just like their easy 70s stereotype man where like yeah. he has a, a, a van that's full of shag carpeting, right? That's painted all fun, right? That he does a bunch of drugs and he's very... Um, you know, in tune with his sexuality and like all those things, right? It, it just allows for him to be the conduit for like the seventies of it all. Totally. When you could have spread that more evenly across the characters and made it a little bit more of a diffused kind of action. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, the other, uh, minor one was, uh, you instantly start sharing intimate details of your life. Five minutes after meeting a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. This happens I, multiple times throughout the show. It is easier to open up about the intimacies of your life to a stranger because you don't know them and you don't plan on seeing them ever again. But these are people that plan on seeing each other again. They just haven't, they just have only known each other for two minutes. They just don't know it yet. Okay, fine. 
So we'll allow that one. Uh, and then my I mean, last still, one. It's still a cliche. I'm just saying. Yeah, right. Uh, my last one is um, two uh, conventionally attractive people instantly uh, being attracted to one another and being destined to be together. Yeah. Because that's Mary and John, right? They, they literally bump into each other while Mary is buying candy for a stakeout and he's in like his uniform 30 seconds into the start like of the show. Outside the movie theater. And it's yeah. like they're already giving each other do, do uh, you know, flirtatious like looks. And yeah. like there's no misconceptions about the fact that these two people are going to be dating by the end of the season. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So that's my fun list of cliches, all of which are bad. Come up with new fun ideas. Don't rely on old, uh, old rote ideas. Oh, I should have put um, villain breaking into the secure hideout that they have no way of breaking into. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. So I was like, this is so secure. There's so many wards to protect us from all the possible. Oh, somebody broke in. Just waltzes right in. Yeah. There's a lot more. This is like my condensed list. Um, Yeah. There's it's still there was like what I I think I listed like seven. No, 12 things. I just counted. Yeah. This show is a cliche. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's a, a gallery of cliches all bumping into each other. Yeah. And they do some fun things, like I was saying, but that, you know, it's just, everything's too convenient. Everything's too resolved. Yeah. Everything is, um, too, too neat. So it's just way too easy. It's easy and it's boring because of it. Right. There was no, there was no losing. I had right. no even, doubt that they even, were always going to win the day. Yeah, even when even when they quote unquote lost at times, which you know was like, oh, we finally figured out where the queen was, and then she was like, lol, no, you didn't, and then they they found her again, and then like found uh, Mary's dad. So like quote unquote winning, they ended up losing because they found like the. Akrita found the queen and were able to resurrect her or whatever the fuck happened. They like that still wasn't a loss. Right. It was still just like, okay, so that's supposed to be like super devastating, but it's not. Well, and another great example, right? And this will get into our, our predictions for what would happen in another season. One of the characters, the, the who's the woman that you said you liked? That was kind of the, the tertiary character. The witch lady oh ada ada yeah, yeah she was so, all right i didn't like her but she was all right y- yeah you just mentioned that she was okay right yeah. at one point ada goes to this like witch parlor and like bargains to get a crystal that will kill the akrita oh, yeah. queen uh, like again just another magical MacGuffin that will save them the day and she they're like okay great this has enough energy to kill her but you also need to give it a part of your soul right and so that's also like kind a of a price. cliche what also kind of a cliche. Yeah, there you go. Another right. cliche, oh, you right? have to give so much of yourself or like a piece of yourself beyond yeah, sacrificing part of yourself, you know, to sacrifice save, part of yourself uh, you know, to, to, tool, to save the world right? or whatever kind of thing. Um, And so at one Fun point, note, really quick oh, before you yeah. get the person, uh, I think her name was Rowena. So that character is from the original series. If I, if I do, if I'm correct. I'm pretty sure oh, okay. I saw something about that. Um, you mean the redhead, uh, redhead? Yeah, like, I think her she's name like was Irish Rowena. or Scottish, which, right? Yeah, Scottish. Yes, yeah, so she's actually in the um, the original series as well. Okay, that's fun. I, I, those she's a I'm fine with like the little continuity, like 
connections, right? Like I know that their hideout is where Supernatural basically takes place after season eight on. They I was reading the IMDb for it where it's like that hideout is where uh, the two main characters in Supernatural basically like create a home base in season eight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's clearly a reference to that. Anyway, Ada gets this crystal. She has to sacrifice part of her soul to use it. They're planning on using it on the Akrita Queen. She's very reluctant about it. They ended up needing to use it on Lata, who actually gets possessed kind of by surprise because yep. once again, the the Akrita take over their hideout, even though it's impenetrable. Right. And so then Ada has to use this magical crystal and sacrifice part of her soul to stop the Akrita that is possessing Lata from killing Lata, right? Because the Akrita can just kill themselves in the bodies of somebody and they don't feel it, it doesn't hurt them because they're just possessing them. R.I.P. Kyle. Yeah, R.I.P. Kyle. And so she uses it and you see like a part of her soul leave her body, right? And it's very dramatic. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, like that's a good tie-in for next season where you can see like how her soul deteriorates, how she becomes evil or whatever, right? They talk about like once you've lost a part of your soul, it can't recover, right? It slowly just dies. And so then one of the final... What in this? I said character development in this character series. Development? What in season Chain? two? No yeah. shot. And uh, then at the end of the show, Lata helps her grow this little tree that then gives her a piece of her soul back, which again feels very contradictory and like that wouldn't mm-hmm. really work based on the right. rules that they described. I'm not making yeah. shit up. They are making shit up, and I'm following their rules. And uh, then everything is like resolved and happy. And it's like, fuck, you could have taken that and used it to motivate some plot in the future. But then you ruined it. So tell me what you would have wanted from a season two. Cause I kind of basically said uh, a little bit, I gave a little tease to mine. I don't know. Um, I, here's don't the thing. Say, they, like, don't just say they, that you don't want a season two. Cause this is the rule. Well, no, no, we no, always I always have I to know, think about it. Well, here's the thing is like, I'm, I'm, I'm at somewhat of a loss other than, you know, we see, we kind of at the end of season one see the group break up. Not break up, but they go their separate ways for a while. Mary right? and John, like, at like, the very like least Mary are and John, their separate quest. Well, they go together, right? They're, Mary and John sail off into the sunset together so John can figure out his anger issues and his shit, and she can figure out what she wants to do with her life. Yeah, if she wants to be, Cause she ends to be up, a hunter or not. Because she ends up, you know, this whole her whole thing is she wants to get out of being hunting because she's it's all she's known. She, she's been in her whole life. She gets into to Kansas State. She decides not to go, um, and then they go to try to figure themselves out, right? And then Carlos and Lata are like, "Oh, we have a new case," so they stick around. I I think you know in season two we see, you know we see, I think we see like John and Mary, in like fucking Oregon or somewhere traveling just like super traveling like that's learning about themselves trying to do something you know they kind of allude to a few uh demons or monsters they they hunted along the way unwill or like unbeknownst to them right they didn't plan on doing that it just kind of happened yeah i like the idea that they're trying to escape this life and it keeps finding them right like they keep encountering these monsters these supernatural entities that they are the only people that are equipped to deal with right but then we see you know carlos and lata you know, taking on, you know, staying there uh, at the the fortress and and fighting monsters and things like that. I think we would see them get in over their heads and then they have to kind of like send a signal or some way to communicate with John and Mary that they need help. And then, well, but yeah, they don't know where they are. No one has mobile phones. Yeah. I forgot that. I forgot that they're not necessarily communicating. It's the seventies, right? 
So, um, yeah. And then, and then, you know, John and Mary come back to Lawrence, Kansas to, to help out or meet them where they are. And they kind of group up because this monster they just defeated is a sign that some bigger monster is out there yeah. and coming back similar to the Akrita. I don't okay. know. I feel like it's the only place that show is really going to go. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, we really, it's, it's a prequel, right? So I haven't seen the beginning of the, the supernatural series, but like, obviously the world isn't destroyed and distraught and in such a bad place to begin with, right? The right. series has to begin somewhere. So, you know, maybe, maybe there's some involvement with, uh, some faction that the supernatural brothers, handle maybe we see them and then they get locked away or you know uh banished and they come back later i don't know something like that <laughs> you're giving you you're you're as half-hearted uh pitching the sequel series no the, no i'm as uh, as the people that pitched the original <laughs> pilot of this show yeah right um no i don't know i just, yeah i think i think we see the the two pairs go their separate ways and then they find their way back because they need each other um, yeah, I, I, what I would like to see is similar to that vein. I want it to be like years later, and I want to have like a settled down John and Mary somewhere in the world. Put them in New England or the Pacific Northwest, or you know, uh, not where they normally are, right? Right. Um, you know, Southern California, even right. And they're like raising their very young kids, who are the two kids that are in Supernatural, and then they get like thrust back into this world and kind of have to re get back into hunting after having kind of re- semi-retired, right? Where yeah. they don't need to be particularly that much older, right? You could make them three years older kind of in the canon of the show. And they have these kind of two babies, toddlers, however you want to put it. And they're kind of having to weigh the decision of, do we want this world for our but kids? But Dean was born in 79. And it's 73 in the show. So you still have some room there. Yeah. Or they're like, like, she. Uh, you have, you have, um, you have uh, Mary be pregnant. Right. Mm. Um, and that's like, you know, and then they get thrust back into this world. And, you know, that's a classic kind of like, oh, or do she I like want this world for my child? Out, right. She's like, pregnant she's at the end belly. of season two or something. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then like it, the season something. finale, she's like starting to give birth right as the monsters like about to kill her and her unborn child. Talk right? about another fucking cliche. And they're trying to use the unborn child to resurrect the Antichrist like <laughs> oh, Rosemary's God. baby. Fuck, this yeah. is good. Someone write this down. No, please don't. I'm done. Um, anyway, don't watch the show. Uh, what's our rating? (laughs) Uh, well, zero is an idea of a show that should have never really been inked. Uh, never really should have gone past like a fleeting idea. Right. Uh, a one star out of five would be a show that deserved to see a pilot, but not much more. Right. Um, a two would be rightfully canceled after after a season three is kind of our watch your own risk if you enjoy the conversation you enjoy the 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 world the show seems to have you can watch it or not it's watch your own risk just you know based on what you hear decide your own fate i guess uh four would be a show that deserved more seasons and just didn't see it is it is really too bad that it was canceled so early and five is is that it's the criminal crime. It's a, it's a crime that it was canceled Correct. and we'll never forget it and we'll never be okay. And we'll never want to not have more of it. Yeah. That it's embedded ourselves said, in our mind. Yeah. 
that being said, I think that this show deserves a big, fat, juicy one. Yeah, it's it's the definition of a one. Yeah, it, it, because prequels think, are tricky and they're really hard yeah. to get good. I I mean, and like, I'm not even really factoring in the previous series to be honest. Yeah, in a one, but I think the show idea itself was interesting enough potentially to have or to to have deserved a pilot to see what was happening. Yeah, what, what I, they could but, have done with the, the idea, right? Yeah. The thing is, though, is that I knew after the first episode that the show was kind of dog shit and that yeah. I wasn't really going to like it. And yeah. then, because this is our second job, I had to watch the rest of it. Normally, <laughs> I would have gone, okay, I've seen enough, I'm done. Uh, but you can't do that. Not Unfortunately, no. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to wholeheartedly agree with the one. I think this is like, I, you know, it's not the worst idea, right? It's not a zero idea. Right. It, like Supernatural obviously had legs enough to go for 15 seasons. Even yeah. if only half of those seasons are good, that's still yeah. seven and a half solid seasons of television, which is more than most shows ever get, let alone that are good. Right. And, and that's like the giving us the benefit of the doubt. And the concept and so itself like, is interesting. Right. You have yeah, exactly. Right. And a bunch of other shows that are, there's charmed and like a bunch of other series that are about this sort of thing. And they are yep. very compelling and interesting. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Exactly. Um, is, is another fantastic one. And so like, I like the idea it's executed poorly. I don't need prequels basically of anything because it's never as interesting as anyone ever imagines. Yeah. Right. Like that's the problem with like so much media. It's like, it's, you know, show don't tell. And it's always better to leave it up to the imaginations of your audiences rather than to spell it out exactly because they're always going to be disappointed or 99 times out of a hundred, they're going to be disappointed, you know? And so there's no reason to. Right. And then I think it's just like, it's just boring. Like that's the worst thing, Mm -hmm. right? In the same way that the worst offense a comedic show can have is that it's not funny. The worst offense a drama action show can have is that it's boring. Yeah, and it's I like the, I'm never gonna think about the show ever again after we stop it and we we hit record stop on this, you know. So Andrew, you've been building up uh, over the last two episodes uh, this this show that we're gonna be watching that you'd picked out your 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 subsequent two shows, one of which was was Happy Town. Uh, so please tell me finally and the listeners uh, of this illustrious yeah. show what our next show is going to be. So it's called the Midnight Club. It's a Netflix original series from like 2022. Uh, It looks kind of like a thriller or a horror show, which which is why it intrigued me because we haven't really had anything that's really strongly in that genre yet. It's been a lot of like crime procedurals and like some shows like Constantine have some bits that are a little like spooky or otherworldly or whatever. But this one, at least from the trailer, looks like it's meant to be some kind of like thriller or horror series well and as somebody who is constantly afraid of horror i hope it's a thriller also wanted to do that because i knew that you would hate it so you're That's welcome fine. i, I, I know you. some 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 people on the internet who i enjoy their videos of like reviews and stuff talked about how they were disappointed about uh this the show ending nice they thought it had kind of more legs so it, i'll be interested to see it despite the fact that it wouldn't yeah. normally be my normal pick Um, so, uh, listeners feel free to watch along with us on that and tune in in two weeks time for our discussion on that. Andrew, where else can they find information about us or, or anything else? Yeah. You can find us on basically all socials season underscore one underscore pod as well as season one pod.com. We've got our episode list. 
uh, and some information about us as well as our merch. I know you Love merch. Want one of those hoodies. That's where I keep uh, keep the notes on all the cliches. Is our official season one notebook where Indeed. I keep all my notes for the shows. Yeah, yeah. All of my drinkware in my house is just season one mugs uh, yeah. because we got a discount. <laughs> um, that's not actually true, but it could be. Don't tell them that. <laughs> it's the only um, certified drinkware for the listeners of the podcast. Right. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Andrew, uh, and great discussion. I look forward to talking about uh, this in two weeks' time with you. Well, until next time, dear listeners, uh, I look forward to talking with you, Andrew, about this show. But until then, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew, and we'll be watching. See you tonight.